We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. It is the Wednesday show, December 28th. We'll talk some Badgers, Oklahoma State. Oh, what a game. Uh, I just love, I, I love it. I love, I love this week. This week of college bowl games that aren't like important and our scrimmages and our exhibitions and who's playing in what game and who opted out, who's going to the draft, who's transferring. So you got a Badger game late on Tuesday, like Texas Tech, Old Miss and Oregon, North Carolina, Wednesday night. You kidding me? These games mean nothing. And I am jacked for them. Texas, Washington on Thursday in the Alamo Bowl. That means nothing. But I might watch that over Dallas and the Titans. And I love the NFL. I watch NFL over everything. But I love these midweek useless bowl games where you've got uh, Fowler and Herb Street on the call. I love them. God, I love them. Friday night, Tennessee, Clemson. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. So new episode today, tomorrow's episode, just to let you know, is going to be, we've had a lot of things that we've done that we haven't aired. And so we have an, a clip show of things we have never aired. That'll be tomorrow. It's, it's different. It's fun. I think it'll be fun. So that'll be tomorrow. Uh, Bucks and Bulls Wednesday night, not going to do a live show for that. Uh, family stuff, as you would uh, hopefully appreciate during this week. So no live Bucks on Wednesday night, but we'll get back at it after the uh, holiday. And then our next live show will be after the Packers Vikings all coming up. So JJ Watt retired and I, you know, Tuesday night did CBS sports radio. And of course, JJ Watt's going to be a big part of that discussion. It's a big retirement. This guy is a sure ballot first ballot hall of famer and he's retiring. Over the years, I've said a lot of things about J.J. Watt in a critical nature. I think he's corny, which is fine. A lot of people are corny. I'm super corny a lot. The thing I don't like about J.J. Watt, and this is something that I just want people to acknowledge, you can like J.J. Watt. Oh, my gosh. J.J. Watt has done so much good for the human race, his humanitarian efforts, man of the year, what he did for the Houston flood victims. I'm not going to take that away. I'm not going to – it's hard to criticize a guy that's so, like – a good person. And he is a good person. Just know that JJ Watt, if, if you're in, if you're a PR person, you need to go to the school of JJ Watt. Cause this guy times announcements so well, 
This is his retirement announcement. The season, there's still a couple weeks left. But he knows that once the season's over, it'll be playoff time and coaches will be getting fired and all this stuff. So he waited. He checked the landscape. Okay, did, the, did Hackett get fired? All right, Hackett got fired. All right, what else is going on? Uh, the Colts and Chargers? Okay, Chargers, nobody cares about that game. Okay, all right, can I retire? Can I retire now? Will I dominate the headlines? If, uh, yes, I'll kick them off the page and nothing. Okay, here we go. I'm going to retire. So he knows how to get the headlines. Case in point in this is when the NFL – had that period where you couldn't sign free agents until March. He told the Cardinals, or not the Cardinals, but the Texans, he told Bidwell down there, I want to be released. And so he was released. And by being released, he was a free agent, and he didn't have to wait for the league year. He was just a free agent. So essentially it was two weeks of J.J. Watt being a free agent, and he was the only free agent. And so everyone was talking, do you want J.J. Watt? And J.J. Watt, where will he go? And then – he puts out the picture of him weightlifting in a Cardinals uh, T-shirt and says, source me. You know, super corny, but he he does know how to time things. He does know. And if you're sad, you know, that, that J.J. Watt retired, you're a big Wisconsin fan, and you've appreciated the Watt family, or you knew him in Pewaukee or whatever. If you're sad, if you think J.J. Watt's going to go away, <laughs> this is just the beginning, folks. J.J. Watt is going to be the next Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This guy will not go away. You will see this guy host award shows. You will see him in action movies. You will see him pop up on late night. Hell, he could get one of these late night slots that are opening. He could fill in for James Corden once he departs. J.J. Watt is not going anywhere. He wants to be a soccer owner now. He'll be involved. J.J. Watt will be involved. You will probably see more of J.J. Watt post-football than you did pre-football he'll be like michael strahan where strahan's on good morning america does the fox show jj watt is not going away no 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 he is not going away so this is just the beginning of the jj watt era in our lives my son will grow up and when he's like 15 he'll be like wait jj watt played football it's gonna be like oh cool 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 because he's gonna have a whole new career and he's going to dominate he'll probably run for office at some point or he'll be like, should J.J. Watt run? You know how, like, should The Rock be president, but he never runs? But he's always somehow in the polls. That's going to be what happens to J.J. Watt. So if you're sad J.J. Watt's retiring, uh, don't be. He's not going anywhere. I'm at my grandma's. The Green Bay News is on Tuesday at noon. The noon news. There is a massive, massive airline failure this week. People stranded everywhere. Can't travel during the holidays. Many families affected, not able to see their loved ones or not able to get home. This is the top story in our country as of today. They led the new news with J.J. Watt retiring. Not even a sports person, straight news, because he lived in Wisconsin and has a cottage here still. J.J. Watt, this guy is dominant and he is going nowhere. If he does come back to the area, I'd like to tell him about Happy Place Hemp. Hey, happyplacehemp.com. If you're tired of seeing somebody in the headlines and you just want to zone out for a little bit and maybe help fall asleep, Happy Place Hemp. The CBDs, the CBNs, those purple ones I take for night. Uh, I do like the Delta 8s, which have helped me fall asleep too. And the best thing, again, about these helping you fall asleep, because this is where I've found that I like to take them the most. There's some that I'll pop you know, from now and then, some of the THC-free ones to help focus up a little bit in the morning or if I'm doing something and need to just be focused and 
God, what is it that I even do to be focused? Like go through trading cards or whatever I do. Doesn't matter. But the 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 ones that I've used the most are ones to help me sleep because I have a problem sleeping. And the best part about these is if you if you take some different sleep supplements, then you're knocked out and you don't wake up. But with a three year old kid, you know if he's gonna cry in the middle of the night or if something happens, I need to be alert and wake up, and I and I'm able to wake back up. So they help me fall asleep. That is the key. And then they don't knock me out the whole night. So that's where I've loved those. Uh, and you can check it out. Just check it out. Browse the website a little bit. It takes a second. Happyplacehemp.com. Browse around. If there's something you like, throw it in your cart. You get 25% off every order with the promo code BART. 25% off every order with the promo code BART. Happyplacehemp.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART. That is the Carl's Place voicemail line, carlofet.com. Check out some of their golf simulators. Carl's Place, place of voicemail. At that number, let's hear from Dave in Cudahy. Good morning, gentlemen. Dave in Cudahy. Bart, I wanted to call after this Packers game. I wasn't able to, to call then, but I can now. I am having quite the conflicting feelings towards this team and that win especially. Uh, one, there's no reason the Dolphins uh, should have lost that game especially with the way that they opened up. And credit to the Packers for being able to grab that victory um, and capitalize on Tua's app 
torrent interceptions uh, because there wasn't even a dolphin in the vicinity of any of the three uh, interceptions. I come back to now this, this hope that Packers fans have. And the, the majority of the people that I'm seeing that are saying, yes, Packers, make the playoffs, are also those same people that are saying, that we're saying, I'm sick and tired of seeing Packers losing in the playoffs, losing in an uh, NFC championship game. I'm sick of that. So what is going on? What What is the actual want of this Packers? Obviously, we, we all want a Super Bowl. But if you're trying to tell me that this team goes into the playoffs and they play a team like San Francisco, I don't give them a shot in hell for them to actually win that game. So, you know, realistically, they should not want these victories because they're just going to be a first-round exit. I don't know, Bart. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm cynical. It's that time of year again where I get all, you know, sour and scrooge like. And no, before anyone else, you know, says anything, it's not because it's Rogers. It's not just him. This is strictly from a logic standpoint. I just don't understand it. So have a good one. Thanks, Bart. Well, yeah, so I've been working through feelings of my own this year, and I can kind of uh, go – I think I can – so here's here's where I've been. We suck at 4-8. and eight. We're losing the teams at 4-8 and eight that we're thinking they need to lose this many games, and I'm not about it. I'm not about being 4-8 and eight and trying to crawl back into the playoffs or do playoff – I'm about us trying to win our games at 4-8, and eight. win our games, beat the Rams, beat the Dolphins, see what happens – not for a second am I going to do playoff scenario garbage. I just, and, but, but the people that did that, like they've been having fun and it's been paying off for them. So who am I to tell them not to do it? I just think that if you're four and eight and you're worrying about what other teams are doing, that's a waste of time, but it proved this year not to be a waste of time. So I've got no legs to stand on there. Uh, I still at four and eight. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that guy. I said, let me see if they beat the Rams. Then let me see if they beat the dolphins. And now here you are at seven and eight and now you look around, and now, okay, we have a chance to get in the playoffs. I'm always going to want to get in the playoffs rather than not get in the playoffs. I don't like that it has to take massive adversity before the team buckles up and goes for it. This kind of goes with my theory that Rodgers only plays well when he's bored. You know, he doesn't – He doesn't. not that he plays well when he's bored. He, he, he needs there to be something more. He is bored. He's bored of just, you know, winning 13 games, or he's bored of – just taking the team down the field. He wants the big play. He wants the big comeback. Uh, and that's just a, a working theory. I'm not, I'm not claiming that or not, but that's what it seems like to me. And so for him to be four and eight and everyone to throw at the RELAX, which I hated at the time or the run the table, it just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's dumb. Why do we have to get in that point to begin with? And there's still not a hundred percent chance. We still don't own our destiny here. We may, Starting uh, Sunday at 325, if Washington loses a game, we may at noon against Cleveland, but we don't right now. So that's where I am. Uh, I would rather them make the playoffs at this point than not. I And, and the last thing I'm going to say is don't make the playoffs because what are we going to do? I, I heard Dan Needles say this. 
because they're still calling him for some reason. But Dan said, if you make the playoffs, what guarantee is there that you're even going to be good? Why do you even want to make the playoffs if you're just going to lose to the Niners? And it's sort of what you just said, Dave, but in a worse, uh, with worse enunciation. I think that's stupid. You, you, you're in, you're in. You're in, you're in. So play. I'm not saying, I'm not rooting against the Packers because I think they're going to get waxed by the Niners. Now, if I knew, if you, if you were to tell me right now that the Packers would lose in the playoffs to the Vikings and that was 100% guaranteed, then I would say let's not make the playoffs. But if you're saying, oh, they're going to play the Vikings, we'll see what happens, well, then I'm going to, I'm going to go down that path. So it's been a, it's been a tough season for everybody fan wise, a lot of different emotions coupled that with, you know, however you feel about Rogers or some of these other Packers and then Joe Barry and then Matt LaFleur is like having his worst coaching year ever, or it's the first time that he's actually had to coach and we can uh, realize it, but there's just, it's, 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 you know, this team on one hand, how are they seven and eight? Look at all the games they lost that they should have won. How is this team not better? Also, how have they won seven games? You know, it's so it's really weird. And I think it's okay for us as fans to go through all these emotions. I think you could take different things just in this podcast era of my show. If you take different things that I've said, you're like, how is the same person saying these things? But these are the roller coasters of an NFL season, which this year I, I was not as prepared to deal with fan wise emotionally as I was in the past, maybe. So I think we're all working through that together. As far as Tua, unfortunately, we found out that. He's in concussion protocol again. Uh, there was a play with 240 to go in the second. Warren Sharp had this video. And some people were ripping on him for it, but if he got concussed in the game, like we want to know when. We're not trying to be voyeuristic or anything. So there is a play where he gets taken down and his head smashes on the ground. Before that play, he was 9 for 12, 229, 19 yards per pass attempt and a touchdown. No picks. And then after that play, he was 7 to 13, 81 yards, just six yards of pass attempt, no touchdowns, and then those three interceptions, which were terrible. You saw Tua, who was playing really well, MVP candidate throughout the season, all of a sudden make some of the worst throws of the year. I mean, I thought I was watching Zach Wilson again. Some of those interceptions were terrible, just absolutely terrible. Having a concussion would definitely, sadly, explain it. Now you wonder, like, is this guy, I mean, what is the health risk of this guy going forward? And that's the problem. You get this talent, and that, that's, that's so tough. And they're trying to make it as safe as possible. And still, this guy's had minimum three concussions this year, maybe more. You know, at some point, you have to put the person over the player. And, I mean, there's a lot of talent in that body. And if you give him a 10-year career, you know, he may win a Super Bowl. He may win some awards. He may have a very, very good career. Maybe the best Dolphins quarterback since Marino. But is he going to get the, the chance to play another 10 games? You do not mess around with concussions. You just do not mess around with it. And uh, apparently the Dolphins did a little bit or did it the wrong way, and he may have got concussed again, and, and nobody checked him out. I don't know why he didn't get checked out after that play. You know, watching that play, his head gets spiked to the ground, 240 to go in that first half. And that's the whole reason they have these independent people there and nothing, absolutely nothing. So not sure about that. Uh, you just You just hope. You hope for the best for that guy. So good voicemail, Dave. Uh, good opportunity to talk a little Packers. We'll transition now into the Badgers. I'm going to take us to McGuire's. That's right. McGuire's, West Dallas. 
Here we go. Well, I'm at McGuire's. This is bullshit. There's music playing. There's people here. Shay, you promised me no one would be here. It's a big night. It's Tuesday. The first night bars can be open in MSL. Go Badgers. Since COVID. There's a couple here that's like re-falling in love. There's two old guys. One's arguing Trump's the best president ever, and the other guy's saying, no, Trump's the greatest president ever, as far as mess. So, I'm gonna leave and go back home. Jackass. Alright, and just as I was about to leave, the music turned off. Um, Tim, any thoughts? This is just this is just audio, not video. Any thoughts on the Badgers so far? Luke Fickle's just kind of standing around and he didn't know what to do. They just ran a fake punt. Something the Packers couldn't do. Yeah, it's first quarter. Uh, I'm not going to probably stay up for... I mean, I'm going to stay up for the game, but I'm not going to record a podcast after because nobody... I mean, nobody cares, right? Does anyone care? We want a live post-game show. Two-hour post-game show. I thought, two to four. I thought about doing that, but Wednesday's family day. We're having a big family day. We're going to, like, hang out as family. And... Me? No, me oh, and my family. I thought you were... Uh, can I come? No. Uh, well, maybe. I'm your family. Yeah, uh, you kind of have become my family. It's gross. Um, <laughs> but just some quick thoughts on the Badgers. Uh, you know, it's first quarter. Luke Fickle looks like he's at Cincinnati and he's cosplaying as Jim Leonard. Um, <laughs> Good Lord. Jim Leonard's just standing behind him like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, he's like, Daddy, can I coach now? <laughs> You feel bad for him. My friend Colin said it's only weird if you make it weird, but it is weird. Yeah, it's all weird. It's all weird. It's all weird. That none of these coach, none of these coaches will be coaching. So tomorrow. why is Leonard doing this? I don't know. Does it? Does he think it makes him look good? Why is Leonard? Why, why is Leonard doing this? Yeah, he's a cuck. He's a cuck. There's a, okay, so you just don't see it. Hey, there's ten people in here. Is this a fire hazard? <laughs> I love this place. See, I knew it. I've always loved this place. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> All right, shit's getting out of hand here. I'm gonna go home. Actually, what I'm gonna play is an interview I did with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. On the Zach Gelb show, isn't that like stealing, stealing content or like what do they say at the end of a game? All the rights belong to uh, whatever, not you. Yeah, cross the picket line. You're crossing the picket yeah, line. Yeah, people are calling me a scab for going back to Odyssey. <laughs> I won't deny that. I was gonna say it's fair, right? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm Shane Falco. And I don't give a shit because I'm getting paid. All right, so, but I'm going to play. So the podcast will be a little shorter today. But I'm going to play the interview I did with Steve because it is good. And I know last week I said I wouldn't play CBS stuff, but. It's with Steve. Yeah, it's with Steve. And I did four hours, and four hours is hard. And it's hard to stall at the end. On the way here, they moved the kickoff from 9.15 to 9.25. And uh, LaPay was stalling. He was reading the whole roster, where they're from, what they're... It was brutal. But he did a great job of it. So I commend him. So, all right. Badgers, won or lost, who cares? It's Tuesday night. Game ended at 2.30 in the morning. 
Here's me talking to Steve about real shit that matters. No, I am not Zach Gelb. But if you call me that, I will be honored. And I will take it as a compliment. There's a there's few things better you could call me. I'm Bart Winkler in for Zach tonight. He's doing the afternoons. Megan Perloff all week. WSSP 1250 Milwaukee, where I've resided for many a year. And there now, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer is here now with us. Steve, hi, buddy. How are you? Zach, the Patriots suck, and Tom Brady's a cheater. I agree. I agree with that 100%. Me, Zach Gelb, agrees uh, <laughs> totally. No, it's good to talk to you. Here's uh, Here's one of the things that I've been... Okay, so I'm a Packer fan. You know that. And if, if you don't, I am. And on my podcast, my daily podcast, The Bart Winkler Show, find it wherever you get yours. Basically, what the podcast is, is me complaining about Aaron Rodgers every day. And I see Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee today, and he signs off by saying, uh, go Browns, because he needs the Browns to beat the Commanders. My biggest issue with the season for the Packers is that this is a storied franchise who has now played so poorly that they need the teams that they should have beat to lose so that they can slinker back into the playoffs where eventually they're going to get destroyed. What is the outlook for you for the next couple of weeks? They've got to win both against Detroit and Minnesota. We'll see if they can do that. They need some help. Ultimately, I think they'll get the help. So it's a matter of can they beat the two teams in front of them and then have another magic carpet ride type season, Sparky. Now you're talking my language, Magic Carpet Ride. And that yeah. Magic Carpet Ride, the last time that happened was the Aaron Rodgers uh, Packers winning the Super Bowl against the Steelers. That year they had 18 guys on the IR, whatever it was, had a win out similar to this year, beat a, a Bears team low scoring to get to the playoffs, and then you know catch fire in the playoffs uh, and go win a Super Bowl and overcome all odds. This has a very, very similar feel to how that year played out, man. It really does. It has a very similar feel. And, you know, the key for the Packers will be, you know, trying to stay as healthy as possible. Dean Lowry ends up on the IR. That really doesn't hurt the Packers. Uh, but, you know. I don't, th- I don't think too many people listening know Dean Lowry. They've never, they probably think he's the guy that played Superman. Yeah, that's probably correct, yes. But, you know, Christian Watson, the rookie wide receiver, they can't have him get hurt because uh, that, that that screws things up. We've watched that throughout the course of the season. But, yeah, I mean, I think this Packers team's in a position where, you know, if everything goes right, they beat Minnesota, they beat Detroit, and they get into the playoffs. I don't, I don't think they're an easy out in the playoffs part. I don't. I, I think they could get on some type of a run here. Uh, and the hottest team in the NFL right now, or at least the NFC, is a guy with, guy with a quarterback named Brock Purdy. Uh, that, that's who you got to beat. And how sweet would it be if the Packers ended up going to San Francisco and winning the NFC championship game, and Rodgers you know, kind of home away from home, San Francisco, against an organization that has given him nightmares over his career in the playoffs, to be able to beat them to go go to a Super Bowl possibly would be unbelievable. You know, as I always talk to Steve Sparky Pfeiffer here, 1250 AM, the fan in Milwaukee. I'm Bart Winkler in for Zach Gelb. I think that it's something that I like to do and something that we all like to do is highlight the predictions that we've made that have been correct for instance, I once came on Zach Gelb's show when the Bucks were down 0-2 in the NBA Finals. I said, they're going to win this series. I was proven right about that. One thing I said, though, one incorrect thing I thought I said was this summer, I said, this Packers defense is going to be so good. They're going to be so good. They're gonna, there's going to be at least three games that you're going to pick up the phone after and 
talk to your dad or brother or uncle, who, whoever you've enjoyed Packer camaraderie with, and say, I'm so happy that I'm a Packer fan. I love this defense. Well, they played pretty good against the Rams. They played pretty good against the Dolphins, although how much of that was the Tua situation. But is this defense as good as they've looked the last couple of weeks to you under Joe Barry? No, absolutely not. Uh, but but it, it doesn't matter. It, all that matters is, is they're able to get takeaways. You know, Joel Douglas was as good as he was last year because he was able to uh, you know get interceptions in big moments. Jair Alexander has been getting beat all year, once or twice a game, but he always figures out a way to come up with a big pick uh, in an end of game situation or a big moment in a game. And that's kind of what you're looking for here. You you need these guys to be able to create turnovers. If you're you know plus two plus three in the turnover battle with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, even though he's thrown a ton of interceptions by his standard this year, double digits, um, I, I think you stand a good chance of winning any football game you play. Do you think Matt Lafleur is a good coach? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I would like uh, probably him to be. Uh, Maybe a little bit more critical uh, sometimes when talking to the media about some of the things that are going on. And I get that a lot of these guys aren't going to be critical and they're going to defend their guys and they'll deal with that behind closed doors. And players love that and all of that. Um, I, you really don't see the anger necessarily from him that, you know, you see from fans. And that's probably good too. He kind of keeps it even keel. Uh, the Joe Barry hire, I question when they hired Joe Barry. I still question when they hired Joe Barry. But now the question is can Joe Barry? you know, save his job and, and still be defensive coordinator going into next year. If this backers defense, you know, say they get a couple of takeaways each game the rest of the way through here, and they make a little bit run of a run into the playoffs. And let's say they get to the NFC title game. Um, even if they lose, you know, is that good enough to keep Joe Barry's job? And he comes back as defensive coordinator. Now, as much as Packer fans can't stand Joe Barry, want Joe Barry gone. That might be something that happens. I just think that with Matt LaFleur, you know, he had three years where they won 13 games and you still try to figure out how much of that was Rodgers, how much of that was Lafleur. I think Lafleur has done such a good job at deflecting blame from others. However, what he's done is brought that blame onto himself. I can't tell you how many times it's, I need to do this better. I didn't know this. I should have done this. Yep. And at some point, if you keep telling us that you're bad, then we're gonna start think we're gonna start to think that you're bad. And if I'm going to tell you, like. What was the worst thing that Lafleur's ever did? I could say, well, I don't like that he kicked the field goal here. I don't like that he kicked the field goal in the NFC Championship game. I don't like that he pretends. You know, there's so many. If you tell me when did Lafleur coach well, I'd say, gosh, I can't think of one example. So I'm I'm more of the mindset that maybe Lafleur is not that good of a coach that he's learning on the fly, but he's been masked by Rodgers these last few years, and now that we're seeing more of Lafleur, I guess try to take ownership of this team. There's just been a lot of coaching mistakes. They faked a punt on their own 20 the other day against the Dolphins. Yeah, that's a fireball offense for everybody in charge of that. That was a horrendous call in, in that situation. It was it, it screamed desperation. It was a horrible call. And I don't care if they executed the play right or not. They never even should have crossed your mind to even attempt that fake punt at that point. So, yes, that I agree with you on. I'm not firing the floor. Uh, and to your point, did McCarthy win? 13 games, three years in a row, and do what what LaFleur did when he got Rodgers. By the time that whole thing, whole thing was said and done, Rodgers looked up here like he was on the downside of his career. McCarthy looked like he completely lost that franchise. Uh, and Rod, he comes in with Rodgers, and if you remember the first year, Rodgers and LaFleur 
weren't exactly best buddies necessarily. They were trying to figure out how to coexist with one another. LaFleur wanted to do things his way. Rogers still wanted to do things his way. Uh, and still running McCarthy plays and everything else. That, that was total chaos. Uh, and somehow or another, they still figured out how to win 13 games. Then, as time has gone on, the relationship has gotten better, and they've gotten on the same page. And to give you an idea of how difficult that is, Nathaniel Hackett just got fired by the Denver Broncos. He took, in my opinion, the the floor plan of how to build an organization when you have a superstar quarterback by letting them be your partner and letting them kind of have say with what LaFleur did with Rodgers. He decided he was going to do that with Russell Wilson, and it would work out the same way. And it didn't. And not only did it not work out, Russell Wilson looks like complete trash. And it backfired, and he got fired before he even completed his first year. So doing what LaFleur is doing, I think, is a lot more difficult than people realize. And for those that are critical, I think you'll finally get to see what you really want to see, which is LaFleur and Jordan Love at some point when Aaron Rodgers decides to retire, or LaFleur and a different quarterback if Jordan Love ends up going somewhere else. Then you'll get to see how good he really is. Because truth be told, some of this is his offense, and some of this is Aaron Rodgers, and we know that. The problem with Hackett is for Rodgers, for all of his failings, at least in my eyes, in this anchor's eyes, he is a person through and through. What we're going to find out about Russell Wilson is that he was Boston Dynamics' attempt at making an NFL quarterback. He is a robot, and so this is never going to work. So then I don't I I I am right here declaring that I don't believe Russell Wilson is a human. I think he's an android. So that's why uh, he I, might be. He might be, but he's got Sierra, I android or not. And the other and thing I question this, her existence too now, I guess. <laughs> but the, the thing about that Broncos situation is they have to hire somebody that he respects and is going to listen to right out of the box. And that's why Sean Payton makes all the sense in the world. You know, he's been there. He's won a Super Bowl, had all that success in New Orleans. He's an offensive-minded coach. Like, that makes the most sense for the Denver Broncos. But if they go out and hire some assistant coaches that has no head coaching experience or whatever else, then Russell Wilson's going to throw around his weight similar to Aaron Rodgers, um, and it's probably not going to get any better in Denver. Uh, I'm hearing that Russell Wilson has responded to what I just said. He says, uh, at Winks thinks, meep, mop, moop. One oh 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 one one one. So Russell Wilson with his robotic uh, answer. One more for you, Steve. Bucks related. Okay, I'm going to do the thing that people always did to me: ask them nine Packers questions and then one Bucks. Do they need to make a move? I think they 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 had three games in a row. They lost to the other three teams that you should be scared of a little bit in the East: Boston and the Cavs and Brooklyn. Chris Middleton has not been playing. He's not totally healthy. At some point, he'll come back. If there's anything that worries me with the Bucks, it's that some of these other teams in a seven-game series might just be a little younger and a little more athletic than you, and they've got to find a way to knock down some of these threes is where I'm at with the Bucks. But those teams don't have championship experience. The only team with championship experience currently residing in the Eastern Conference is the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, the Boston Celtics tried but they couldn't get over the hump at the end of the day. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they're a ways away yet either. They're young, upstart. They've got you know a lot of bigs that could provide some problems for the Bucks. Do they need to add something? I would like to see them add a, a guard that has some scoring punch off the bench. That would be my request. Uh, you know, look, they're not going to win the East if Chris Middleton's not healthy and playing like Chris Middleton, all-star Chris Middleton. If this becomes, uh, I'll go back to the Packers, if this becomes a David Bakhtiari-like situation where things linger um, and he can't stay healthy. Now, in this case, it's not just a knee. He's got a wrist. He's got all these other things going on, Middleton. 
But if he can't get himself back to 100% and playing the way he was playing prior to the injury, then no, I don't think they could probably get past the Boston Celtics. But if Middleton is healthy and Brooke Lopez is healthy and Giannis and Drew Holiday and these guys are ready to go and, and, and playing the right way, I still think the Bucks are the team to beat in the East at that point. It's still Bucks and Boston. It probably goes seven games, and we'll see what happens. Would you let the uh, CBS Sports Radio audience know how many Christmas trees you have up in your house right now? Fifteen. <laughs> I'm, yeah, fifteen. Yeah, so it's more trees than Russell Wilson has bathrooms in his house. Uh, yes, yes. And, Incredible. And like Russell Wilson's bathrooms, they're all different colors. Yeah. All right. Hey, Steve Sparky, fight for at Sparky Radio on Twitter. Appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. See you, Bart. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. You can find him again on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Been a longtime voice in Milwaukee. 15 Christmas trees in his house. All right. So that was Steve Sparky Pfeiffer back in the homestead. I am going to wrap up the pod for the night. It is 17 to 7 at halftime. I feel pretty good that the Badgers will win. And if they don't, I'll go on living my life. Chase Wolf threw an interception. Also threw a touchdown. That was fun. Chesma Lucy had a nice run. Uh, Oklahoma State, I thought, would be a little better on offense, but their quarterback, Sanders, in the transfer portal, I heard on the way home that it may be uh, Penn State where he goes. Look, I I do want to say this earlier, just in case there's any confusion. I think Matt LaPay is the preeminent voice in the state. And I know that Euchre's great and Larrabee's great, but LaPay and Lucas are so good, and I don't know what it is about them, but I would rather listen to the game on the radio than watch the game. I would rather hear them with no audio. You know how some people watch the video and have the audio on and whatever. I just, maybe it reminds me of something. I don't know. I just think they are so great. That is such a good broadcast. And I commend them so much for how good they are. So wanted to say that a real compliment on this uh, fine, fine day. Um, also, I keep reading these things about glass onion knives out and how like I watched this. I was on Netflix and how why I couldn't enjoy this movie. The guy reminded me of Elon Musk or it tells us about society's relationship with rich people. Just enjoy the movie, man. It's like I enjoyed the movie. Ben Shapiro went on this rampage. about. Did you if you didn't like the movie, just don't like the movie. It doesn't have to be that complicated. People are so weird. It's just a nice movie to watch around the holidays. Turn it on. Let your brain numb out for two hours. Dave Batista's great, as he always is. What's the big deal? Everyone's got to make a thing about everything. Says a guy who's making a thing about uh, people making a thing about a thing. I am wrapping up the pod. Tim Shea is up buddy it's empty yeah it emptied out pretty quick huh well once you left they're like all right Mark winkler's gone i'm good did that couple hook up yeah they left together yeah but they continued to play music yeah next time you invite me there i don't want there to be any people man i didn't know i didn't know well that's a good spot he seems like he's down for a bart winkler hurry up oh yeah Oh yeah. He's cleaning he's cleaning all his glasses right now. Wow. 
All right, so I'm going to sign off uh, at 17-7 at halftime. Are we going to win? Does it matter? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Fickle one and, one and all. All offseason. Oh, yeah, we need Fickle to get this win. Recruiting class has been great. It's something to look forward to, people are telling me. Yeah. yeah I mean, things are changing in Madison. Well, great. I'm glad if I stayed up another 20 minutes to record this part with you. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I mean, I don't know. I thought it'd be a good wrap up. And there's there's a bowl game. They're six and six. Great. Seven and six. Soon to be seven and six. Hmm. So when they win, great. Exciting change is on the horizon. If you bet on this game, you're winning. It's money for the team and for the conference. And for your pockets, if you bet, the over-under was 45. I don't think they'll hit it, but we'll see. Hey, next by this time next year, the Bart Winkler Show podcast will be so big, we are going to go to the bowl game. Cody Rhodes is going to win the Royal Rumble. There, that's my hot take. We will go to the bowl game. We will go to the bowl game. All right, Timmy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Have a good night. Bye, buddy. Tim Shea. What an American hero. This son of a bee. Um, yeah, tomorrow's episode is going to be weird and wacky, so hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back then. Like and subscribe, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.